0: welcome to BitFriends podcast living life and love i'm your host mark braxton from raleigh north carolina for more information about BitFriends podcast you can visit us at www.vidfriends.org you can also call me at 1-844-374-374 3639 extension 4. You can also email me at at llnlpodcastgmail.com. Bitfriends podcasts are sponsored by my Vitiligo team.
1: Welcome to Living Life in Love. I'm your host, Mark Braxton from Raleigh, North Carolina. Today's show, I have a very special guest, Maurice Harvey out of Charlotte. So, welcome, Maurice.
2: Hey, thanks, Mark. Thanks for having me.
1: You're welcome, Saul. You're welcome. So let let's before we dig into our conversation, let me give you the opportunity to address the listening audience, you know, tell them who you are, where you're from, maybe what you do, and then we can dig into our conversation. I'm going to get too much away.
2: Okay, absolutely. So um, just really briefly again, my name is Maurice Harvey. I am a licensed clinical social worker in the state of North Carolina. What that means is I provide mental health services. Um, That's... What I do for a living all day, every day. Um, and I also run a nonprofit as well.
1: Awesome, awesome. So I for our listeners, I wanted to have this conversation because all my past shows, I've had three different um licensed therapists or people that work with mental health and or in different capacities on my show. And they were ladies, and I have nothing wrong with that. I don't want you to think that, oh man, he's thinking against talking against women. No, no. I wanted to have a male point of view also. Um, So once I found out there was somebody who was interested in coming on the show, I said, let me go ahead and and bring this brother on so we can have this conversation. Um, Because we know as men, you know, sometimes we're dealing with things that we don't often want to talk about and we're not comfortable enough to talk about. So hopefully with our conversation today, Maurice, that some man or woman out there is listening and says, you know what, I need that support or I know Mm -hmm. someone Mm-hmm. who can use that, you know, support or need to hear this conversation to get them, uh, get the ball rolling, you know. Absolutely. So let, let's let go ahead and talk about that. Um, Let's open it up. Can you tell us a little bit more about your line of work?
2: Absolutely. And Mark, I want to say uh, I commend you for having mental health professionals on your platform. Um, I love that you had some ladies come and do what they do. And I love that you have allowed me to come here um, because I think representation is key. One of the reasons I even got into this line of work is because I lacked positive male influence in my upbringing. Um, so a little, just a little bit more about me: I grew up in a single family home. My mother um, raised a wonderful young man. If I do say so myself, I tell her all the time, "Congratulations! She should be proud of herself because I'm, I'm I am I am a different set of statistics." Because we, you know, we always say we don't want to be a statistic, but we're a different right. set, of, set of statistics, if you will. Um, so I've made it to a different level of statistics, a, a different narrative of statistics, if you will. Um, and so with me growing up in a single family home, just my mother and I, my mom introduced me to the church when I was about two years old, about five years old. She became a minister. Um, and she's a minister to this day. Uh, and I, like every other PK, well, not, let me not say all PKs because it's, it's, it's a misconception that PKs are the worst ones. Um, right. And we not, you know what I'm saying? I, I definitely did my my share of not being the best uh, version of what my mother would would appreciate. But in my, of course, in my teenage years, I did rebel, um, and I and I did some things that 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 I'm sure the church would frown upon if they knew. Um, <laughs> the the good news is I was I was part of the statistic that didn't get caught up in the in the craziness of um, running with the wrong crowd, if you will. Fair. And so, um, my journey in the social work, I got my bachelor's from UNC Charlotte, uh, my master's from Winthrop University. In between my bachelor's and master's, I took a couple of years to just do some community-based work um, and uh, working working in group homes and community-based work. And really, uh, I kept seeing a lot of the same trends that I would see in my hometown, in my communities where I grew up at and my friends, my neighbors, um, just a lot of the same trends. And I just thought that there had to be something something wrong because how can what I saw growing up in, in 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 my neck of the woods looked the same all around the city of charlotte i grew up about four hours from charlotte so maybe it was a north carolina thing right well i also spent a lot of time in atlanta georgia in my youth and so the same things i would see in atlanta the same things i would see i'm i'm from near between uh Fairville and wilmington north carolina so near the coast p my region um and so i would see the same things whether it was atlanta inner city literally off glenwood um oak, oak forest Apartments, scottdale decatur all all of the same neighborhoods um, between Fairville and Wilmington, small country town, where on the left side of my mom's home is a, a, a cornfield, on the right side of my mom's home is a cornfield. Um, and then around the city of Charlotte, literally East Charlotte, West Charlotte, North Charlotte, Charlotte South Charlotte, all kind of neighborhoods are, are dealing with the same kind of things. And so it, it made me think, man, you know, there's gotta be something else happening. And so, and and that's what really urged me to go get my master's. And so, once I got my master's, it gave me a little more tool, um, tutelage in order to be able to support communities who were being affected by, um, what some would say generational curses, um, right. others would say generational poverty, others would say um, um, uh, survival mode, right? And so, all of these things are are all wrapped around the same idea or identity issue, which is when you lack resources you use whatever resources you have to make it right um and so a lot of the decisions that i saw being made were made out of either not knowing how to make other decisions right cuz when what you don't know you don't know um and what you do know you do right like you just kind of do what you see right if you see the people in the neighborhood they live a certain way you live a certain way um not for nothing but in the black community um music and television are two huge uh components to how we um measure what life's supposed to look like and, and 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 so even when you think about you know especially for men of color when when hip-hop and um movies you know I, I'm a product I'm a product of the 80s um I'm well I'm, I'm an 80s baby but I'm a product of the 90s right so when right. you think about movie culture right what you saw you you know I grew up watching <clears throat> you know maybe I wasn't supposed to but New Jack City right, right. juice you know um all About the Benjamins was kind of later on, you know, coming into the 2000s, but like those those hip hop kind of black culture movies. Right. Um, and th- those those movies that that p- that piece of media really taught men to, you know, never back down from anything, have the baddest women. Not not. And I, I said women with an E, not woman with an A. Right. To get money by any means necessary. Um, and 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 this idea of being you know masculine and what that what you know what that looks like and what that means and even for women right if 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 men were given this this thought process of hey this is what it looks like to be a man women were also given this is what it looks like to be a woman as a matter of fact one of the most popular you know quote-unquote black movies is friday right right well in the movie friday you got craig and Debo fighting this, this masculine macho kind of thing, right? Even, even, even the female, one of the female leads, Debbie was, was always soft and caring and kind, right? And and it's like, what is that image portraying? Even, you know, beyond just black culture, right? When you look at, well, I I don't want to, I don't want to get anybody in trouble, so I'm not going to say any names, but like, like, if you look at there, there's a a set of movies um, around princesses in this fantasy kind of land right and the the princess is always this damsel in distress right she's always waiting for a a, a prince to come and save her and make her life better take her to a different you know whatever right um she can't ascend without this prince right Right. to take her to whatever level she's supposed to what is that saying culturally or 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 sexually to a woman um a young girl growing up and so you know for me going back and getting my master's degree was important because it, it gave me some tools to be able to kind of understand the significance of how we make decisions. Sometimes we make decisions and it's because that's what grandma did. Right. right. That's, what, that's what, that's what, that's what I saw the neighbors do. And so our influence comes from the, our, our social learning. And, um, a lot of times if you, you know, <laughs> If you are amongst a crowd that isn't necessarily progressing in a healthy, positive way, you take on a lot of those same characteristics. We talk about nature versus nurture a lot. Um, and a lot a lot of the things that I see comes from the quote unquote nurture piece, whether it's from family, whether it's from community, whether it's from neighborhood, whether it's from education um, systems. Um, and so, you know, that's really when I, when, I, when I think about who I am and what I do, that, that's kind of my push. And it's right. Uh, uh, right now It's a really big deal for me to work with adults who are kind of stuck, kind of stuck between this. I have this internal dialogue going on about who I am and what I want. And this external these external forces kind of um, applying pressure to me, if you will, about what I'm supposed to be doing with my life. And right. so working with adults who are kind of stuck um, in adulting um, is, a, is a, a, a phrase that's been been tossed around the last few years. Um, so people who are trying to figure out this adulting thing, um, has been a really big passion of mine, working with couples around relationship issues. Um, and I'll just say, you know, for anybody who's listening, um, I tell people when you come to couples counseling, it is not to save your relationship. Couples counseling is literally for you to find, you know, when it comes to couples, I, I, this is my philosophy. There's three parts. There's the one person, there's the second person, and then there's the relationship, right? The relationship being what's supposed to be quote unquote supposed to be the most important piece however you have these two bodies that are trying to figure out how to formulate this one kind of cohesion right and so two people have different personalities but your relationship has its own personality and so figuring out whether or not that relationship is something that's going to be beneficial to who you are as a person and be able to be sustainable sustainable for your for your lifestyle um and so that's a sidebar about specifically my philosophy on relationships It's not about saving your relationship. It's about figuring out what what your relationship is and how it relates to you as a person. And if that's something you want to continue to carry, because
1: sometimes it's not. And that's okay, too. That's okay, too. Absolutely. And, and, you know, it's funny, you know, all those different things you mentioned, they all impact us in some form or fashion. You know, sometimes we feel like, you know, as men, we're impervious. You know, Mm -hmm. I can go through this situation. I'm good. You know, I can go through this relationship. Yeah, it didn't work out, but I'm good. Mm-hmm. or i'm at this job and it's not working out i'm stressed but i'm good you know we always use that i'm good Damn. and with that i'm good a lot of times we're not good you know we're we're carrying oh. a heavy load but we don't want anybody to know but they can see the hump on our back you know oh, yeah. um so let's talk about the importance of therapy for men um and let's just make this broad right now just for all men um why why is it so important important for us to seek that therapy
2: oh man so as a man um you know life teaches you early on um that you you are to um take it on the chin and keep going and i think that goes across age color socioeconomic status race religion belief system Across the board, if you were born a male and you identify as a male, the world looks at you and say, hey, stop whatever that is you're doing and keep going. Tomorrow's coming. Your job is to get there. (laughs) Right. Right, right. Um, And so it's important for men to seek counseling because, um, one, it's an outlet, right, just in general. Two, a counselor or a therapist is someone that's going to be able to um, meet you where you are um the great the great thing i love about being a therapist is um i don't have a a dog in the fight if you will right so whether you choose to do you know something that i i i we suggest and you say yep i'm gonna do this thing and you do it or you don't do it right i don't when you come back to counseling when you come back to session i don't go oh you did that or you i can't believe you ain't." which is what which, which is what typically happens <clears throat> With with your friends or your family, they go. What? I can't believe you.
0: Right, right.
2: right. as a therapist, I get to go. Oh, okay. So we we laid out some homework. You said you was gonna do it. You didn't do it. Let's talk about you know what barriers came up. What 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 was the barrier to you doing this thing that you were really passionate and focused on doing? You said you really wanted to complete it, but th- but something happened. Let's talk about that, right? And so it gives you an opportunity to really process things internally as a man. Because you have all these different pressures on you, right? Um, if you, if you, if you believe in the philosophy or the the, the, the theology or the um, cultural impact of men are supposed to be providers right. and protectors, well, if you believe that at all in any capacity, you've already fallen into the the pressure of whatever that looks like and whatever that means, right? right? Because you can feel like you're being a great provider and great protector and the world may see it differently your significant others may look at it differently your loved ones may look at it differently and so um the, the having a therapist gives you that um that non-biased person to be able to process be a sounding board and really kind of gain some understanding the other part of it is when you talk to a therapist you are getting a, an opportunity to explore things at a level that other people don't know to ask certain questions right or other people may ask questions and you kind of shrug it off in therapy you get a chance to not shrug it off um there's a there's a series of movies um all of them talk about either the mask we live in the mask we wear tough guys but it's all about this mask of masculinity and this um i always got to be on i can't never be weak i can't never show any emotion other than sadness i mean excuse me anger or um aggression or slight excitement right like right, even, right. even too even being too happy can you know get have have masses looking at you like oh this guy's weak because yeah. he's laughing because he's happy false, yeah. or false confident right like he's he's, he's not as, as confident as he appears because he's always happy which is an interesting concept in itself <laughs> So those are, the, those are the reasons I think men in general um, could really benefit from talking to a therapist.
1: Right. And, and it's funny that you say that because you, you do think about, and I'm a, I'm going to put it on, I'm just going to talk about black men right now. Okay. Um How we always, and I shouldn't put us all in this box, but a lot of us walk around like we got to be tough. Yeah. You know, we got to be hardcore. Even if you're not, you still yeah. got to put on that persona. You know, when I walk in the room, I gotta step with this confidence. I gotta have on a certain walk. Mm-hmm. I can't smile. I gotta, I gotta have my mad face on my grill, you know. You grit. Yeah, and, and, yes. and it's and it's one of those things that it's not necessary. No, you know no. uh the world shows us you have to be that way. But mm-hmm. I think about like I work in the school system and I think about the kids that I impact, they're watching mm-hmm. me daily. So mm-hmm. imagine if I walked in at school and I'm always mad. I'm always trying mm-hmm. to talk. I'm never smiling, never happy. You know, they're going to look at me like, yo, Mr. B, he's not a happy man. Or, I, I oh, they're going of... to be free. That's,
2: that's how I'm... That's, I'm supposed to be like, I want to be like Mr. B. Right. He he always walk around me. Everybody just move out his way. Yeah.
1: Right, Mr. right. I want to be like Mr. B. uh uh-uh. But at my school, it's elementary school. The kids want to be like me because I'm happy. I'm having fun. Mm-hmm. I find laughter in a lot of things. Even when I'm dealing with a serious situation, I try to find a way to make that child smile because I want them to see that it's okay to be happy. It's okay to have fun. Just yeah. because you're going through something right now doesn't mean it's always going to last.
2: That's right.
1: You know, and I it's feel like...
2: It's last a lot of ways.
1: No, it doesn't, you know. And as men, and I'm going to say Black men, we got to remember that too. You know, yeah, yeah, there there are going to be some trying times, and yes, we go through a lot of them. Yeah, but not everybody's out to get us. Whew. You know, I'm, I'm just gonna leave that right there. Not everyone <laughs> is out to get us.
2: You know, and it's funny because I actually have a client who, and this is a this is a black woman, um, in her late 40s, and she had that epiphany literally a week ago. <laughs> like lit a week ago she she grew up being abandoned by by men from childhood and so her thing is the word is always out again out out for her against her and it wasn't until last week that this epiphany hit her and and the truth is for men i don't know that we ever really have that epiphany right i think we say that to ourselves like it it like for her it was like a light bulb right? right but i think for men specifically men of color the 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 social and cultural influence of media our neighborhood our community is so heavy that we are taught you always have to have your head on a pivot because the world is out to get you right like no matter what you're doing as a black man you have to be 10 times smarter you have to be 10 times more careful you have to be 10 times you know more 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 um uh, uh, uh intentional in how you're moving you have right. to make sure that you're making the right connections with the right people and not connecting with the wrong people you have to be able to see it ahead of time you can't wait till somebody else notices it and tells you about it. like there's so many things as a black man that specifically um and not, I, I, let me not just say black men because i want to say men of color right so black and brown men i can't leave my latino brothers out either right. um even even my asian guys man like there are a lot of ways that we just have to move because our skin tone is different
1: right absolutely and and, you know and i see that at school i have to be mindful of what i do because the eyes are watching not just the kids the adults they're watching they're watching what i say Mm
0: -hmm. what i
1: do um Mm -hmm. my position at school i i have to i'm the intervention person so when a child's having some Some challenges I don't want to call them behaviors. Let's say okay.
0: challenges.
1: Okay. <laughs> there we go, some challenges, which <laughs> includes behavior. <laughs> um, I feel like I have to be careful how I approach that situation because I don't want to be aggressive. Mm-hmm. You know, there are times where I have to be stern, but you don't want to be overly stern with the child because somebody's watching, they might feel like, oh, Mr. B is doing being too hard on this child. Um, you know, you don't want to be too lenient either, because then they're gonna feel like you're not stern enough. You know, all these different things when I go into a situation uh, or go into a room to talk to a child but the first thing I let them know I just want to talk to you. You're Mm -hmm. not in trouble. Because it's in us as, and and most of the kids I talk to are boys. It's in us to automatically think we're in trouble. Oh yeah. And that leads into manhood because automatically when somebody comes around to talk to us we think that's a bad situation. We think we're in trouble. Yeah. And, and I think it starts, honestly, with our youth, with our young boys, because yeah. when I walk in that room instantly, uh oh, I said, no, 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 you're not in trouble. I just want to talk. And that's what I do. I want to talk. I want to know what's going on. How can I support you on that? That way you can go back and finish learning. Yeah. You know, um, Absolutely. and that relates to us. So we talked a little bit about the benefits and we're kind of talking about the fears. So what are the fears? As young men, older men of color, that I know we sort of talked about a little bit. Yeah. Our skin, our skin tone in this yeah. world sometimes oh, plays yeah. a big factor. But what are some other things that plays into our fears about you know the world and about seeking counseling and all that stuff? What are some of those things that hold us back?
2: So, one of the biggest things that hold us back is the fear that's that, that people are gonna think something's wrong with us. Right. Say that again. The the fear that people are gonna think something is wrong with us. Absolutely. Hey, I just want to I just want to uh, uh debunk this myth real quick. Go ahead, go ahead, brother. So I'm a I'm a let me say this. I am a person first, right. I am a therapist second. Right. I firmly believe that all of us are a little crazy. When people say, Well, you're a therapist, you can't say that. Well, I think that this world is crazy. And right. as a person, I'm saying I think this world is crazy. And so, if you are the only person in this world who is sane, and the world is crazy, then you probably a little crazier than the rest of us, right? So I say that, and that's how I break the barrier a lot of times in counseling, right? right? Because that's the first thing: Hey, I ain't crazy or nothing. I just wanna, I just want to talk to somebody. Wait, why are you? Why? Why? Let's let's talk about why you are prefacing your appointment with the fact that you want to want me to believe that you're not crazy, right? Because clearly, you're coming in with the fear that you think that I think. You're crazy, right? It means that you probably think you might be a little crazy. That's why you're here, but right. you don't want to admit to it. But let me tell you, the 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 debunking piece of it. So the, all of that was just like how I how I soften it, right? But the debunking piece for me is the way that I I correlate mental health and physical health. Right? It's okay to say, you know, people. Well, some people say some people are not. You know, I, I got diabetes, or you know, I got. Um, I got Villa Lago. That's a, that's a that's a, mm-hmm. a tradition, right? right. Um, um, I got uh Alzheimer's, or my mom got Alzheimer's, or you know, uh um, they dealing with cancer or what, what whatever, you know, and and we say these things, and it's kind of like the community goes, Oh, my condolences, or oh, I right, been, right. oh you can push through. Well, in, in mental health, when something is wrong, people go, Oh, I, I just pray. Well, let me not go there. I don't want to, I don't want to offend nobody. But yeah. you know, there's a there's a group of people that say just pray it away. Right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I'm actually loving the fact that I'm I've been hearing more in in religious and spiritual belief systems that therapy is being more accepted. Right, um, and, and and even being taught that you know, um, if if if, well, I I have Christian value. I grew up Christian values, so like I said, I I grew up in the church, and right. so if God created you know, mechanics and, and lawyers and, and teachers and, yep. and, and dentists. When he created therapists, you know, why, why, why would you leave them off the table, but you Absolutely. go talk to a coach, or you'll go get your teeth fixed by a dentist, or you, you know, you'll go to a mechanic, get your car work done. But, but the therapist that, that God also created, you don't talk to them. Right. Right. Anyway. But so the, so the myth that I want to debunk is, in physical health, you go talk to a doctor because something is wrong, quote unquote. Well, in mental health, when something is wrong, emotionally, you're off balance. Mentally, you can't kind of move the way you've been moving. Um, you notice that, you know, you notice that you you want to stay away from people. You want to isolate. You notice that you're starting to worry and, you know, you're thinking about things a lot. Or, you know, you may say that you have an auditory um, or visual um, kind of things happening and, and other people aren't seeing them. Well, that 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 means something is wrong. Something is going on. Your body is telling you, "Hey, something's not quite right." We should talk to some, to some professional. Yep. And and I I I like to believe that as we progress as a people, we go. You know what? If my leg was broke, except for black men, because <clears throat> black men go, ah, it'll be all right. Just it'll be all
1: right. Just rub a little dirt on it. Right,
0: drink a little water. Be all right. <laughs> drink, drink, drink,
2: drink a little ginger ale and lay down somewhere.
1: Y'all always taking out. Y'all always.
2: You be all right now. <laughs> you know, but if your leg was broke, you wouldn't just go. Ah, it'd be all right. Keep it pushing. I mean, sometimes you know you break a little bone here, or there. You know, ain't nothing I can do. About it. But I mean, literally, if you in agonizing pain, eventually you go to the medical care. Right. Well, you know, maybe you can't tough it out a little bit with your mental wellness. But at some point when you're starting to break, therapists are there. You don't have to wait till you break in. But if you if you do wait till you break in, just know that there's a therapist really, really ready and available for your mental wellness care.
1: Absolutely. And, and, and you know, and I I tell kids this at school, you know, there's nothing wrong with saying this. Um, when kids they'll come to me sometimes and say, you know, I have this issue. You know they'll name this kid the kids can identify what's going on with them and i say to to them i understand because everyone has something they're dealing with Mm -hmm. everyone has challenges i said you know whether it's physical limitations or physical issues or mental or emotional i said we all are dealing with something so i can relate to that i had a kid talk to me today about anxiety Mm -hmm. and i said that i said i understand i have anxiety too i do not like large crowds it it and because he was talking about being angry, you know, for whatever situation. And I said, I get it. I understand it because that's how I get. And I know I have to, you know, if I'm around somebody say I need it, I need a moment away from the crowd because I'll start getting angry too. Cause I need, I need that escape, mm-hmm. you know, nice. and, um, and I want the kids to understand, you know, as adults, you know, we're not perfect. We're going to have those moments where we, you know, have our issues and we too need, help you know we need to seek help um and and like i said i I, you know i know adults you know especially men we we not always gonna go out there because like you said somebody might think you crazy you know we say that to each other man he crazy man he had to go see a doctor so what if he needs to talk to somebody let that man talk to somebody you know
2: listen on on one of my profiles um it literally says that Needing help and not seeking it is by definition insanity. You are doing the same thing and expecting a different result. You know what absolutely. I'm saying? You are you are absolutely crazy if you know you need help and you're not seeking it.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and, and you have to be able to identify that because I think some of us don't know what we're going through. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, I shouldn't say we don't know. We know it, but we ignore no, no, really. it. We, yeah. we, we hide it from ourselves. Absolutely. Right? We, absolutely.
2: We, 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 we sweep it under the rug. Right, and I and I and I love the analogy when people say I just sweep it under the rug because eventually you sweep things under the rug and you you develop a mound, right? And then somebody trips over this mound, and ain't no telling what comes out when this mound gets tripped over, right? Absolutely. Um, And so you know, sweeping things under the rug is something else. But you know, another fear, right, of seeking mental health is for for specifically for Black men who are working, you know, against systems to ascend and provide and protect is will my job know about this right right how will this affect my employment status and the great news is it doesn't have to it doesn't have to affect your employment status status at all as a matter of fact when you talk to a therapist you um go through an intake process where you sign different types of paperwork one of them being confidentiality and the other one being hipaa compliance and if you don't know what hipaa is Look it up. It's HIPAA. But it talks about your right to privacy and how your records can't be um, just willy nilly passed along. Right. Right. Like I tell people when I when I first started, I, I would say this. I don't say it anymore, but I would say having a therapist is like having a best friend who never can tell your secrets. Right. Right. And just for clarity, the only three reasons that we would ever take your information and share it with anybody outside of. You or you know, if we do supervision or peer staffings, that kind of deal, which is all within HIPAA compliance and part of the profession, it's all safeguarded. Your personal information is always taken out as far as demographics and that kind of deal. Um, When we when we do have those um, um, uh, professional staffings. Right. But the only way that we do step outside of that is if you tell us you're going to hurt or kill yourself, you tell us someone's trying to hurt or kill you or you tell us you're going to hurt or kill someone. And just because you say one of those three things doesn't automatically mean we have to alert anyone it starts with a conversation and if you're progressively expressing that yep this thing this terrible thing is going to happen then right. yes we have to step outside of our professional role um with you and and alert whether it's the authorities the other person or whatever that looks like because if you as our client aren't being safe then we can't do therapy right, right? if you as our client are about to die we can't do therapy. If you as our client are going to go to jail, we can't do that. Ther- and so our job is to maintain safe, um, therapeutic relationships. And so outside of those three things and it being like completely out of detriment, your your information is is safeguarded. So so therapy is a safe it's literally a safe place to literally um express yourself. Right.
1: Absolutely. Hey, you know, I, I do think one of the fears too for men, um, is in a relationship,
0: mm-hmm. you know,
1: which I think is kind of funny because, you know, I hear a lot of ladies saying, oh, I'm going to see my therapist, therapy, mm-hmm. therapy. Mm-hmm. But for men, I think sometimes we fear if I tell my lady I'm going to seek therapy, she's going to think I'm, something's wrong with me. She's going to think I'm crazy, you know. But yeah. if you yeah. have the, the the right person with you, she's going to support you on that journey because it's only going to make you a better person.
2: Man, you know, I'm 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 gonna speak to this real quick, and I I'm not gonna say a whole lot about it. However, what I will say is this: I've not to this point seen a woman who is in a healthy space degrade a man for trying to become healthy by seeking therapy. As a matter of fact, I'm not big on social media, but there's a huge TikTok following around how sexy quote unquote sexy it is for a man to be trying to who, a man who is trying to find himself in purity and you know really be on on a um, uh, 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 what do they call it uh, let's, let's let's just say a self-discovery journey right. right and so that's a that's very attractive and that and when I say sexy I don't mean like oh all the women I, I say it's like glamorous or right. um, desirable or attractive like wow look at this person really you know trying to find themselves like that's a really dope kind of look
1: right so so for our brothers out there that are listening and if you're trying to get find yourself more desirable you know out there in that that dating market <laughs> hey you know got your little tip right there go you know go seek some some therapy and and hey you might even want to post it hey i just saw my therapist today and somebody out there's gonna be like hey <laughs> you know hey you got it there? Okay. <laughs> you know <laughs> and, hey, and that might spark up a conversation, so you never know. Exactly. So, so, we didn't come on here to have some dating tips, but for some brother out there, that's going to help you out. So just keep that that's in right. mind. Dating um, 101. Yeah. You know that's right. Um, always have somebody to talk to. Oh, uh, <laughs> let, let's talk. Let's talk about this next thing. Um, I got I got a couple more little bullet points, but okay. some challenges men of color face. Um, and I know we talked about a little bit about. You know society and and the things that are already against us Mm -hmm. and we can go through the news and the news cycles to see everything that's out there from the political realm to what's happening in the sports arena to Mm -hmm. stuff that's happening in the entertainment business and we know Mm -hmm. how things go at work or whatever but Mm -hmm. for those challenges that are out there we don't need to name them what are some things that we can do to combat or conquer those challenges or to make it better for ourselves as we navigate this life you know
2: one of the one of the biggest things outside of having a therapist is having a healthy natural support system right right so so making sure that you are surrounding yourself with people who are progressing and want to see the people in their lives progress as well right um you know there's this common misconception that um um you never do never mix business and Business and personal, right? Personal and business, you keep them kind of separate, right? Look, the truth of the matter is, the right people, kind of like you're saying, if you have the right significant other, they won't degrade you, right? They won't look at it as as, a, as problematic. If you have the right people in your circle, in your corner, they're gonna invest in in you, um, they're gonna invest with you, they're gonna grow with you, right? Um, and I I just really believe that community is probably one of the biggest ways to. Um, circumvent or um, mitigate some of the factors that may come up in our lives, because you know the right the right friend is gonna say, "Nah, bro, let's not do that tonight."
1: Right, right,
2: right. And so I I feel like that that's probably one of the best ways to kind of you know navigate life is by making sure that people that are around you make sure. <laughs> about ten years ago, someone said, "You know, it's important to have people that will tell you no." Right. right. And I think that the best friendships come where there's someone who could tell you that you're wrong. And instead of, you know, the manly response is, Oh, what? Well, forget you then. Right. Like that's the, right. That's, right. The, that's the quote unquote manly. Oh, you ain't you ain't on my side, man. You don't see you, you being a hater, whatever, right? When somebody's telling you no, being able to go, huh? No. Say more about that. You know, what right, I'm right. And, and and literally being able to have somebody that to either walk you off the ledge, to talk you down off the ledge, to put a battery in your back to tell you that you can do it, like having community, um, of people who are positively um, pushing you with 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 good energy. I think is the, the the literally. I think that's one of the
1: best ways to manage life. Absolutely, and, and those people could be your coworkers. I know, like like you know, we don't like you said we don't like to mix you know business and personal, but the people you work with are some of the people you spend the most time with. Absolutely. And those people see you a lot of times when you're at your high and your low. Absolutely. And those people care about you. They will come to you and say, hey, is everything okay? Do you need to talk? You know, and and we're not thinking sometimes that is free therapy. It's not licensed, but that's giving you an outlet to talk, you know, And, and work is hard, life is hard, you know, um, I I think about that with COVID and going back into the school system, Mm -hmm. we didn't have that outlet and a Mm -hmm. lot of teachers left the profession, um, because we felt we were thrown into a situation. Um, there was no guidance, there was nothing. It was just kind of like survive, here you go, just survive, what what you gonna do with it? You know, and and I'm gonna be honest, I was one of them. I, I bounced in December. October yeah. I resigned and I told him December is my last I'm not coming back. I'm not dealing with this because I was at my wits end because there was no there was no support yeah it was there but we were we could not interact we could not talk like we used to you know mm. and what I did for myself and I know it's different for everybody, I took that six months away okay and focused on me focus None. on what I needed. And part of that therapy, and I've mentioned it on another podcast, was podcasting, because I'm talking to people and I'm mm-hmm. sharing my journey, what I'm going through. You know, I had an opportunity to talk to my Lion brothers and we shared a lot of stuff we were going through that we never talked about. 30 years later, here we are talking about our challenges. Not wow. talking, not mentioning it before. We just go to home and right. hey, what's up, hey. Yeah, finally, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but finally, we are opening up about what we were dealing with all this time, Mm. you know, and for me, that's what I needed. I needed that time away. I needed that time to reset and refocus. And I, 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 you know, to put it in a religious aspect, you know, God knows what you need when you need it. And he, if you don't remove yourself, he will remove you for various reasons. Sometimes you don't know why. Yeah, I didn't know why I was resigning. I really didn't, but I knew I had to. Uh, When Mm. I wrote that letter, there was no direction. I was just, I got to write this letter and I need that time. And it was probably the best decision I could have ever made because I came back to the school system as a substitute. But then just to get my my feet back in the waters. And I was told, hey, don't completely resign. When you leave, leave that door open. You got to exit interview. Say you're you're willing to come back. And I came back as a sub. And it, it was just different. Like, I felt different coming back. Okay. I said, you know, okay. I said, I missed this. I said, mm. you know, there was a big part of me that was missing. And a part of me that was missing was me, <laughs> you know, and nothing to do with anybody else. I was the one that needed that, that I feel like, like I said, that time away, it, it, it did wonders for my my psyche. It did wonders for who I am as a person. It gave me a chance to really reevaluate everything. And I'll call it my evolution. Um, then I'm back in, I am back in the school system, but in a different position. Mm-hmm. And now I get to work with all the students in the school and I'm loving it. Like nice. I'm going, okay, this is why I left. I needed to get to a point where I'm ready for the next level. Mm. Um, but I didn't see it coming, you know. And, you know, religiously, you know, God works like that. Like he'll take out of a situation and you think you're done with it. He's like, nah, nah. I just and your shirt, people can't see your shirt says better. Yes. He has something better for you, but you got to heal first to get there. And and that's what I was doing. I was really healing. And and what it was, it was taking away a lot of the fears I had. COVID had us.
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: yeah. In the school system, like I worked. With kids with special needs, I couldn't stay inches away from them, and every day, yeah, we were thinking, "Is this the day?" Yeah, yeah. But we were very fortunate that they never came. So, you know, yeah,
2: yeah. And I and 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 I work with a lot of educators um mm-hmm. who come to counseling. um Matter of fact, uh, a lot of well, let me not say that because I don't know about the educators all over that, that, that that's listening. But your your mm-hmm. health insurance plan probably has a component that covers your not only your mental health session uh you know right now especially because of the pandemic they may even go above and beyond and cover the copay so your entire session could be absolutely free to you just because of you being you working for the state or the county or the city or the charter or whatever that looks like so
1: and I'm gonna add like for those in Wake County, which is the county I work in they they have a lot of options available for people that need counseling um and like you said, being covered for your insurance and covering um however many sessions you need, I think it's up to six sessions and then there's another department that will cover three here, another one that will cover phone car- there's so many different outlets now that we have access to, mm-hmm. and I think what the school systems are starting to realize people need support. Absolutely. You know, um, and I know for our listeners, we started off talking about men, but now we're talking about everybody. Mm -hmm. We all need support. You mentioned that community, you know, that community is important in our lives. You know, not just, you know, like I said, not just your marriage, not just your friendship, family, but work community, you name it. You know even if you just go out here in public somewhere if you yeah. go to a restaurant enough times they become a part of your community because they recognize you absolutely you know it's funny
2: I was I, so i I'm, I'm I go to the gym every morning um except for Sunday morning I take a two hour a two and a half hour walk uh just just to clear my head right, right. um but this morning when I went when I went to the gym there were so many people that I spoke to today and for whatever reason it was the first time i realized just how big my gym community is like there are people who anticipate i'm gonna be there there's people who if i if i went later on in the day versus going first thing in the morning are like hey where were you at yesterday i didn't see you you know so they become a part of my community become partners of account of partners and accountability like if i roll over like man not today then i go ah my people gonna be like where i'm at right it it helps (laughs) it helps push me Right and and no and I, I don't owe I don't owe them anything but I feel like man you know they see me I see them we point at each other and be like okay I see you doing a good set okay you on that cardio today right right and it just gives you that extra push and so again like you said even in the community I go to Walmart all the time because it's around the corner from the house right the right I get to before I get home the first store I get to when I leave the house and so you know the marketplace I see people now all the time it's just like oh hey how you doing I'm like oh Absolutely. yeah hey,
1: yep. I, <laughs> they become part of your community now and, and it is and it's important because we're being noticed we're seen yeah. you know and it makes you good to feel seen and I think for two years we were not seen at all yeah. and yeah, we're coming out of this thing and some people are taking it with strides some people are still struggling they're still oh, trying yeah. to be seen they're still trying to get a sense of what life is like but you know if you have no struggles that's where we have people in your profession available for you to talk to you know, Absolutely. um. Absolutely. And now let's switch gears, and this is gonna be our last last topic before we um close out. Let's talk about the holiday season. You know, <laughs> Thanksgiving is right around the corner. Exactly. You know, it's a big time for families to get together. You know, watch a little football, a lot of football. You know, go yeah. to the movies, whatever you're gonna do. And then after that, you got the whole holiday season with Christmas, and Ramadan, and Kwanzaa, and everything that's happening. Yeah. And I think we forget. And I'm going to take this from the men's, from the man's point of view. Okay. We forget that men struggle with the holiday blues too. Oh yeah. You know, yeah. and you know, you got to think about there are some men who are single that mm-hmm. want a family and they don't have a family, uh, structure of their own. So they go be a part of extended family or they go see their brothers and maybe if their parents are still living, you know, they go with their parents and, mm-hmm. um, but mm-hmm. they want their own family to have their own traditions that they don't have it. Or maybe they have kids or so and can't see their kids. Or mm-hmm. you know, or yeah. maybe they're far away serving in the military and they can't see their family. Mm-hmm. Um, so we kind of forget about all these different um, ways that people, in particular men, are struggling during the holiday season. And I feel like we're kind of forgotten about. Um, yeah. So what are some tools or things that, we can share for the listeners. You know, maybe there's a man out there that that could be serving, listening to this conversation, saying, "You know, yeah, I miss my family, and how am I going to get through the holiday season, even into the New Year's?" You know, because New Year's is is a rough time for people too. You know,
2: yeah, man. You know, I I gotta double down on the community piece, man. Like it, it's it's so important, right? Like because again, I could give you coping skills. There's if you if you if you if you search coping skills there are worksheets and worksheets and sheets and I'll, I'll give you the short version of coping skills coping skill is anything that you do to try to get your mental wellness to be okay right right well let me not say okay let me let me say good right
1: <laughs> right um, good things
2: yeah right well no because there's there's negative coping skills as well and right, even, right. even too much even too much of a healthy coping skill can become unhealthy right gotcha. so people say when i talk about coping skills people say so you mean anything i do yeah, So well i like the color Perfect. Coloring is a coping skill because as you're coloring, you're processing. And actually, there are statistics that are going on and, and, and research that's being done about how coloring actually is a great outlet for adults. Right. Um, and so you start seeing all these adult coloring books and things like that, and I don't mean adult like adult. I mean like right, right. As you color, right? <laughs> I got you. <laughs> I, I'd imagine there's
1: probably some adult yeah, um, coloring sure. books out there. Yeah, Why yeah. not? Right. I mean, somebody, somebody. Not at Walmart or Target or Amazon. <laughs> it would definitely be on
2: Amazon in the adult <laughs> section, and it will probably ask you, "Are you eighteen and up?" In order. To- yeah. I digress. I don't know. Um, but I, I have to double down on the community aspect because even with all of the COVID skills all of the measures that you can take, right? There's still this, mm, let me just call it emptiness, right? Right, That's going to be there. And even if you make it through Thanksgiving, Thursday, right? Well, what about Friday, Saturday, and Sunday? Absolutely. Right? And so you do the same things Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And I'm not saying that that doesn't work. It does work, right? But what it does also do is still leave you with that sense of, yeah, but I'm still by myself. Right, right. I'm still still not where I want to be. And so then when I say community, I mean, who are the people that you can talk to about now about what it is that you want for the holidays and, and how can you as close as possible get that thing, right? You know, not for nothing, but if you are a dad who have, you know, minor children who there are either whatever whatever barrier, I'm not even going to go down the list of barriers, but right, right. there are barriers to you being able to see your children um for thanksgiving right? and i'm saying thanksgiving because it's the next major well i guess veterans day technically would be the next yeah. major holiday uh which is tomorrow but um but uh thanksgiving is coming up right you can't see your kids for thanksgiving they're going to be with the mom or whatever the situation is there's there's nothing you can do about that right if, there, if there's if it, like legally you can or space you can or financially you can't you can't be there. You literally can't be there. So who are the people that you can gather around? And even though it's not your children, right? Maybe you have, like you said earlier, a brother or fraternity brother or, you know, a best friend or whatever. And you can go and be with their family, right? And asking them and letting them know like, hey, I actually struggle during this time of year. And being with your family really helps me to feel connected. It helps me to feel loved on. It helps me to feel like I don't feel like, you know, a third wheel when I come here. I feel like man this is a place where i can be that makes me feel like home even though it's not my home and i know it's not but i feel at home being here right and i think that's really important so i'm gonna gonna have to double down on the community piece man like i think that's gonna i think that being able to tell someone that this is a this is a hard time for me and i right I'd, i'd like to figure out how to make this better and they may not they may not be the place right the person that you talk to might not actually be the place that you go but maybe they can tell you about places that that right. that have things like and again, so I'm in, I'm in Mecklenburg County, I'm in Charlotte, North Carolina, and there are uh, events and activities around the holiday season where people who don't have family yep. can go to. And so I, I'm sure in every major city across the across the globe, there are um, organizations that um, put on events specifically for people who don't have what a traditional sense of a holiday um season or time with their traditional family where you could go and participate and and guess what you do there you build a community right absolutely you build a community so i I, again i I, i'm doubling down on building community,
1: and and that's important um i'm going to share like in this area in raleigh um the local um museums get together, and they have what's called adult nights. Oh, wow. And like at Marvel's museum is normally for kids, but they Mm -hmm. close it down at least um, once a year or twice a year to do an event strictly for adults, 21 and over. There's a DJ, there's all this fun thing, like they're doing a Marvel theme tomorrow. Oh, nice. Unfortunately, the the, the storm's going to hit. They say they're still going to have it, but you know, those who can make it out, it's a great time. I went to the Star Wars one right before COVID hit, and it was so much fun. I oh, couldn't God. get my friends to go. They were like, nah, I'm not going to them. Museums. I'm not going to that. Man, I went by myself and had so much fun. And you I didn't know hate. the people. but Everybody treated everybody like we knew each other. You know, um, and
2: that's and, what it should be. Just a quick plug to that, man, because I have so many clients to go. As an adult, how do you make friends? And I tell them, you know, for me, I don't, I don't really know because I'm in a fraternity. And so my fraternity brothers are my family. I, I'm right. close with my family of origin, but not as close as I am with my fraternity brothers. Like we are like, they are like the godfathers of my children right. kind of be like, we are close, right? Um, as opposed to my family and I. Anyway, um, so I, I never, I never struggle with that. It, I, I don't think, even if I wouldn't have been a part of fraternity, um, I'm a social person. And so I make, I make friends. I, I, I don't subscribe to the no new friends logic of, of people. Like, no, I always want to make new friends because you never know where that next connection, that net, net that next piece of great networking, the next piece of, you know, whatever. I'm always looking for friends. I'm always looking for opportunities to continuously grow. Um, earlier, you mentioned my shirt saying better, right? Okay. Just a small plug. My company is called Choose Better For You. That's choose better, number four letter U. And better is an acronym. And people typically see the word better because it's, it's on all of my shirts and I got them in every color um is the color of the rainbow it's right, the right. b-e-t-t-e-r in roy G. and people are like oh man what's that what's that about Da-da-da-da-da. and i'm like you know for me it was it was for, it was the eye catch right because if it's on a plain shirt and you see the big rainbow the first thing people think uh-huh. lgbt right? right which is which and i love that because i think for every person who's a part of that community or um really anybody even advocates right so when i say a part of that community i mean even the people who are um allies right um i feel like you know yes the rainbow let's do it right but for me um it's my company better becoming empowered to transcend every roadblock and it's in the colors of the rainbow because everybody's better looks different right? right i can't tell you what's better for you i can tell you options i can tell you opportunities i can tell you you know avenues Right. But ultimately, when you look inside of yourself, you're the only person that's going to be able to tell you what's better for you, and that's going to look different across the spectrum for everybody, absolutely. And so, that's so so. I love that you noticed that because I, I did it intentionally, and I love that it. It, it catches people's eyes,
1: yeah. Yeah, I was paying attention. I know the stings in the background, I see Zen, and I think I see love over there on the side, you know. I'm I yeah. attention, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and, and, and you know, uh, I'm gonna say this too, um. Uh, and, you know, when I think about our communities across the world, you know, sometimes we tell people, do it on your own. You don't need anybody. You've got mm-hmm. this. You're strong. Mm-hmm. But we're people and people need people. Yes. You know, we were not put on this earth to roam the earth by ourselves in our own little pockets. And mm-hmm. I often say this. I said, if you ever want to know an example of um, community or example of support, I'm gonna go religious for a minute. Think Come about. this. I'm I, I about to say I, I use this a lot. <laughs> let me let me hear how you do it. All right, I'm gonna, you, I'm gonna give you my spin. I, I said, think about this. Uh-huh. Jesus came here, right? Right. He really didn't need any of us to do anything. He could have did it all and be like, all right, I'm good, I did it. Yeah. But he went and found the fishermen, people that. Others didn't want to really deal with, you know, this person's got this job. I don't like him over there. He smell mm. like fish. I'm not going to deal You're with like him. Fish. You know, he this guy over here, you know, I don't, he, he he's a he's a thug or he's whatever. But he said, yeah. you know what? I'm going to get me some friends. We're going to hang out. I'm going to show y'all how yeah. to interact with people, love the people you love, love them where they're at. Even the one he even knew was going to betray them, still loved them. Yeah. you know he knew he was he knew what was gonna happen although yeah. we don't always know what's gonna happen with our friends but he showed us we're not supposed to navigate this life alone Absolutely. you know Um, uh, and no Absolutely. matter what you do you find those who are going to support you yeah and they don't always come packed in this pretty package nope. they're not always wealthy they're not always the most well-spoken but they're going to be the people that love you, and they're going to have your back when it's needed. Sometimes they may not always make the right decisions, right? But they have still to to have a little bit. right, right. <laughs> but they still going to have your back. We're people, you know. But I often say that. I say, why are we telling people to navigate life on their own? And <sighs> Jesus didn't have. He didn't do it on his own. He had people with him. Man. He showed us how to do it. Yeah, yeah. And it's funny because so my spin
2: on that is 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 very similar. Where I go, if you know. Most people have a religious philosophy, and since Christianity is such a popular one, let me use Jesus as a symbol of what this looks like, right? And so everybody talks about pulling yourself up by the bootstraps. That's the politically mm-hmm. correct way. But yep. in the hood, we say, get it out the mud, right? Well, whether you pull it up by the, putting yourself up by the bootstraps or get it out the mud, it's all meaning the same. Do it by yourself with nobody else. Well, here you have Jesus. Mm-hmm. Jesus had the crowd, right? If you if, yep. you if you know anything about the biblical context, it was always talking about how the crowd followed him. Right. And then he had right. his twelve disciples, and then he had his three homies that was real close to him.
0: Right. Right. He had
2: Peter, which was his the one he loved. <laughs> right. So even 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 as even as the uh, a thought process around you know how we live our lives, community is so important. Even down right. to having someone that you love. Right. This is your homie. This is your best friend. Your ride or die and then you have your 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 friend group right right and then you have your the groups of friends who also hang around and then you have your community right so i think it's always important that, again triple down <laughs> on building your community
0: <laughs>
1: absolutely and for those of you going through this holiday season look find a community somewhere you know even if, if even if it's not your family yeah Find like you said. There are organizations. There are things happening in your city. Go out there just to be around other people. You know, cool. even even if you don't have a conversation, just to feel close. There are people around to yeah. see other people. Yeah. Um, because that's so important. That that gives us energy. That gives us life. Yeah. You know? and, and that's what
2: I was getting ready to say too. And I'm, I'm thank you. I'm, I'm glad you came back to that. So I would I often tell clients. I, I, when I ask them, I say, well, what are some things that you're interested in? And they, they'll name off whatever they're interested in. And I say, you ever, you ever researched and see if there's, um, groups that do that thing. And they go, yeah, but you know, I don't want to be that weird dude going in. I'm socially awkward. I don't know that. I said, well, how about this? You know, let's say that they say yoga, right? I -hmm. say, well, you know, um, what else do you like doing they say let's say they say well you know i like going to the bar but my friends i don't know sometimes they flake out on me but there are there are places in charlotte and i'm sure i'm sure in wake i'm sure across major city mm-hmm. they, they do yoga and breweries right you you pay ten dollars to do yoga and you get a beer at the end whatever right if that's your if that's your spiel but even something as simple as that you go you do the thing that you enjoy doing which is yoga you get to sit at the bar and have a beer Yep. As you're looking at, you know what I'm saying? And you might not even talk to anybody that whole day, but you did something that you enjoyed doing. And you got the people watch. You know what I'm saying? I'm a people watcher, so I don't know. You know, so maybe I'm just weird like that.
1: But, no, no, I do it
2: too. <laughs> but if, there was there was um so there was a religious organization who used to have this um event on Monday nights at uh, Chick-fil-A. And sure. when I found out about it, I would go. But they would be in the back corner and I would I would get my food kind of near them but away from them because I want to see them and how they interact. I want to know what they're doing and what they're talking about, but I ain't necessarily want to be in the group because I ain't know. You know, you you know, you never know how people gonna, you know, move. So, you yeah. know, and so I tell people, I give them that piece of me and in, in, in vulnerability saying, Hey, even somebody that you look at like, oh, I'm a professional, I have these skills and da-da-da-da. Well, even I also grew grew up with. Like you don't know people, so you might want to take it kind of slow as you ease right. in and kind of get a get some familiarity. And so, you know, I even offer that vulnerability, Like, hey, what, well, what if you find out about these organizations or these groups that are doing whatever they're doing and you go do it at the same time as them, but not let them know that you're interested in what they're doing so you can see how they interact. See if right. there's small niches of people who are welcoming and people who aren't welcoming and other people that may have been new that day that you could have been like, Oh, if I would have just... Went ahead and yep. went, I would have been the third person that was new today. You know, whatever, right? Who knows? As yep. people are exiting that that program, right? What if you are opening the door and you open it for one of them and they go, hey, we saw you out here today, man. Did you, you know, and the, and the conversation just starts. Absolutely. Right? So don't feel like you're going to be that weird, awkward person coming to a program because guarantee you the person who started that program are, are hoping for new people to show right, up right. because that's why they're doing it. They're not doing it because them and their friends just like doing it and they hope nobody else comes. Otherwise they wouldn't put it out there because there's plenty of people that go to Chick-fil-A and eat by themselves. With right, right. There are plenty of people that do yoga with their friends. There are plenty of people that play basketball with their friends, but when organizations put those things out, they want new people to show up.
1: Absolutely. And, and I'm going to add something um, for the listeners. If somebody's out there looking for groups, you can go to Meetup. Uh, yes. It's meetup.com. Um, no, it's not a dating website, so don't think we're trying to hook y'all up with somebody. It's where you can go find groups that have similar interests as yours. Um You sign up in your area, your town, wherever you're at, whether it's a hiking group, maybe you like painting, maybe you like to watch movies, whatever. There's a group for everything. You know, you got to find out what works for you and that's a great way to meet other people. And I've actually met other people through Meetup. It was um, a group of people of color. It's called the Color Fandom and they like different, like superhero movies and all that type of stuff and Mm -hmm. they go to comic book conventions and I found Mm -hmm. the group um, joined them and and I've had, I made some good connections, some great friends, you know, we're still talking even after, I don't know, it's been about six years, you know, some, some of the new people have joined in, some of the old people went on to do different things, but it's a great outlet to meet other people, you Absolutely. know, and and that way, you know, if you feel that, you know, going through the holiday season, I'm by myself, maybe they'll have an event, you know, yeah. you just never know, you know, so, yeah. so for our listeners start thinking about that before, you know, Thanksgiving and Christmas and all the other holidays that are coming up. If you feel like you're going to be by yourself, find that community, find that sense of community somewhere, even, even at work, you know, do something with your colleagues, coworkers, you know, Um, but Maurice, we've been on for a minute, um, but we're going to go ahead and wrap things up. This has been a great, wonderful conversation. I'm glad you are here. I'm glad you decided to come on and have this. um, I know it's going to touch somebody out there always.
2: That's my hope, man. That's Absolutely.
1: My hope. And I say we don't always know the life that we're touching, but somebody's gonna listen and say, you know what? I needed to hear that conversation. It has inspired me, you know, and I'm good with that. Don't always have to know who you're reaching, you know, yeah. but just know it is going to reach somebody. Yeah. Uh if you can leave our listeners with some words of encouragement and then I'll wrap us up.
2: Absolutely. So um the the first thing I'm gonna leave you with is a quote that I, I came up with a few years ago, it says, believing in yourself is a matter of taking the next courageous step into a brave direction, facing the very thing that you view as opposition, right? Like, that That to me, that that sums up the human condition. Like, we are often too afraid <clears throat> to move in any direction. So we stay still, we stay stuck, because we, we we're, it's comfortable, it's familiar right and it could be it could be harmful it could be damaging and we'll stay in that position because it's familiar it's um and i don't know who came up with this quote but it, until the pain of change outweighs the pain of staying the same you'll always stay the same right wow. um and so i think that's so powerful um and so i'll leave you with that um again my company is choose better for you that's choose better the number four the letter u i could be found at choosebetterforyou.com um i could be found on instagram at choosebetterforyou Facebook, Choose Better For You. Um, and again, I, I mentioned briefly that I founded a nonprofit organization. Um, so my nonprofit organization is called Black Male Therapists of Charlotte. Um, that's on Instagram, DMT C L T and on Facebook, Black Male therapists of Charlotte. Um, and we are a organization, um, a, a platform for men of color who are um interested in becoming therapists, who are therapists. Um, in whether they are, um, you know, uh, just getting into therapy or they're seasoned vets, and the third component that we're just starting to add is men who are seeking therapy, or really people who are seeking therapists, um, therapy from black men of color. Um, excuse black. me, black male men of, men of color therapists of color, um, and so they could I could be found or we could be found. Excuse me, at black male therapists of Charlotte. And also BMT CLT
0: awesome. on Instagram. Awesome.
1: Okay, and I'll make sure I have that information out to our listeners, um, and they can find that information on my Facebook page. Once they, you know, click my, um, once I click, they click the post, and the information will be there along with the flyer, along with the link to this podcast. Um, nice. That way, we we'll have all that out there. Um, but once again, Maurice, I appreciate you being here. Um, It has been a great conversation. You know, sometimes you're talking, you say, oh, we're going to talk for 45 minutes. You look at the clock, it's like, well, we're still going. So I just (laughs) want to honor your time and my time. I know it's a little late here. um, But yeah, I'm glad you came on because it's always a conversation that we needed to have. So I appreciate that.
2: Hey, thanks for having me, man. I appreciate it. I appreciate the platform and what you're doing.
1: You're welcome. You're welcome. So for our listeners, we thank you for tuning in. Once again, you have been listening to Living Life and Love. I'm your host, Mark Braxton from Raleigh, North Carolina. But as I always say to you, make sure you love someone, whether it's your friend, a family member, a colleague, could be somebody from uh, your job. But make sure you love your enemies, too. But most of all, look in the mirror and tell yourself, I love you. You've been listening to Living Life and Love. I'm your host, Mark Braxton from Raleigh, North Carolina. You'll take care. God
0: bless. Thank you for listening to Living Life and Love with your host, Mark Braxton from Raleigh, North Carolina. Bitfriends podcasts can be listened to on Blog Talk Radio, iHeart Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and on Facebook. Once again, Bitfriends podcasts are sponsored by my BitLIGO team.